0: Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL Podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Oh, he fumbles the ball, and luck is there to it! Up, and go over the goal line! Roger scrambles luck one time. He's got All things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show. It's our Week 16 preview podcast, one of our last for 2016. And joining me for the majority of 2016 has been uh, Josh Woot. And he joins me again. How are we going, buddy?
0: Uh, we're going very well. For for
1: a change yeah it's uh it's been a chaotic week uh, a lot going on and and it's a weird nfl week because the games are on a little bit earlier and then there's christmas and boxing day involved and there's also nba boxing day games and then for us australians there's the sydney to hobart and the boxing day test and
0: you know and there's just general life with like our occupations. Yes. And, I
1: know you've been snowed yeah. under for work the last two weeks. Um, that's why we've had a couple of people Apparently fill people in. people
0: like to send and spend money around this time of year, which is just, well, I know, wonder why. It bemuses, but it I don't know why. Oh, my God, no way.
1: <laughs> it's very, very, very strange uh, happenings in the world at this time of the year. You, but... you
0: know, one thing, right? So I'm in the elevator right today going up to my floor, and then there's an Australian post worker in there. And I'm just thinking to myself, today must be insane. Like the amount of parcels and things you must get and have to, you know, get to where they're going before the end of the day, so someone has a Christmas present or something. Must be incredible. That's just that's just my thought process, as most people's would be. Oh, and I just and then so I go, busy day ahead, mate. You got a lot. And he's like, nah. It's really Christmas. It's really quiet around Christmas time. And like <laughs> I thought he was just like I just thought it's he was like of having a joke. Yeah, I just thought he was like. All right, mate. Yeah, like, duh, of course it's busy. <laughs> and then he goes, he's like, nah, like, I clock off in half an hour. I only had a three hour shift. And I'm like, God. Eh? We're,
1: in, we're in the wrong jobs. I know. Imagine how just much more time we'd post. have to podcast if we only had a three hour shift every day.
0: Yeah, I know. And imagine all the free stuff we'd get yeah, because we, people wouldn't get their parcels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> imagine how much uh, taxes and uh, bills we'd steal. I uh, know. <laughs> Just insane. Uh, but, uh, it is crazy, but yeah. Merry Christmas to everybody, and and uh, Happy New Year as well. But uh, twenty sixteen is uh, is nearly nearly over. It's uh, it's been a it's been an interesting year. Uh, if you survive twenty sixteen, you're doing a good job because it felt like sort of everyone was like dying, and it's just been very negative the last few months.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to dwell on dead people. So let's, no. let's keep it. Let's keep it an uplifting show. All right. Speaking
1: of uplifting, uh, you know, friend and, and regular appear on the podcast. R J Ochoa tweeted us this week that uh, ESPN is doing Bachelor Fantasy. Uh, I oh, want to. Ex-
0: by the way, this this was on the app. I was going to present it to the boys when we were doing our basketball fantasy, and I thought, I don't know, I don't want to be that guy.
1: All right, we well, are you, Bachelor Fantasy. are you keen, though? Because I think we could do a Listener League where, you know, me, you, uh, RJ Ochoa are involved, uh, and uh, we should probably get uh Listener Max Quinn involved because he does a uh, Bachelor podcast for the Australian version of The Bachelor. So there's four entries already. We'll extend the invite to this, some listeners.
0: This is definitely something that we should get the girls involved in.
1: Okay, we'll get the girls involved as well. So there's six entries. Uh, we'll make it a 12-team league. Uh, so if you want to join our Bachelor Fantasy League, uh, please uh, tweet us at WootenY. We've got six spots available. Uh, I don't even know how the rules work or, or whatnot, but uh, we don't even get Who to watch. Whoever scores it. the most touchdowns, I guess. And we're just gonna, <laughs> and like yeah. We're gonna have to uh, download and and watch the US version every week and uh, and you know to help set our lineup. So it's something uh, we can all get involved in. So uh, we're what a time to be alive. Extending yes, like. extending that invite. And before we get the show on the road, just a mention of the Lunar Bowl. So if you head to BigTopSydney dot com, you can buy tickets to Sydney's biggest and best Super Bowl event. Uh, held at a, a lot of
0: buzz, a lot of buzz at the moment in regards to the Lunar Bowl. I'm loving it. I'm loving it when the, you get the little shares on the on our promotional posts and things on social media, and mm. people are going, "Well, how does this sound?" And they go, "Mate, I'm there." Like yeah. I love seeing that, and every time you see that, you just think, you know, tickets are limited, so someone there's a bound to be people that miss out and so like regret it so badly. So yeah, I mean, I mean if you go now.
1: if you go on BigTopSydney.com, like it's pretty like yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff. There's you know the New Year's Eve party, uh, Chance the Rapper, Woot and Why, like the big names on yeah. BigTopSydney.com. dot yeah. uh, You know, I mean Ty Dolla Sign, or we maybe tried, not that we,
0: guy. We tried hard for Chance to stick around.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. You know we're up there alongside the likes of Atomic Kitten and uh, Bewitched, so you know we're just we're up there with there the biggest know. of bigs. It's uh, it's great to see. So please, uh, well you know Luna Park does Adventure Time live Saturday the eleventh of March. You in? Oh dang! Yeah, yum. let's do it, but, let's, but first first th- chance to wrap it to Yeah, I, that'll like, be just... yeah. I missed tickets yeah. on that. Maybe we can hook Billy up. We'll see how we go. All right, let's oh, uh, okay. let's get into some NFL news. chance the rapper a few songs in my uh t- my top 10 uh, entries for Triple J's Hottest 100 this year just uh, uh yeah just FYI. Uh,
0: yeah but i like i have i cut it down to like 50 and 50? then i listen and then i listen through like a playlist and then i just think what hasn't worn on me this year like that i don't get sick of still hearing in december and then i go nah that's annoying me now that's annoying me now so, that's annoying and then so it's the just all 10 meta, of kanye like, yeah so essentially it's just yeah, w- whatever i can fit in there from kanye No, nah, like whatever i'm still bopping my head to and i'm just like if that's still happening in december i mean you do have the um the advantage if your song does come out later in the year that's just it's just you know yep. luck of the draw, so, I guess. Someone but...
1: should do a study on that—the recency bias of when your song is released into its success in uh, the Hottest 100. But anyway,
0: true that. But saying saying that isn't Flume's song the favorite and that came out like right at the start. Yeah.
1: So. But uh, the uh, the the new chick—I can't remember her name—but she's got a song out recently and it's uh, it's it's firmed into second favorite at this point. Because that
0: new chick, everybody. I can't remember no, her name. It's not. It's not a new chick. Tash Soltani's on about.
1: Pardon you're talking about? Uh, let me look it up here. Just uh, let me fill up. The song Jungle, is it
0: Jungle?
1: No, Adore by Amy Shark. Oh
0: no way! That's... Jungle, I bet you Jungle is above that. No do Jungle. You do a bet right now?
1: Jungle is third favorite with Williamhill.com.au. Uh, Adore is at three fifty, and Flume is a dollar eighty. So anyway. Let's on, let's, get into, uh, let's get into let's
0: get if anyone wants to take me on. Yeah,
1: let's get into yeah. some more important topics and the NFL. Pro, actually, <laughs> I can't say this is a straight face. NFL Pro Bowl Pro Bowl rosters have been announced. Uh, my thoughts on the Pro Bowl rosters. Imagine having an opinion on the Pro Bowl. That's all I want to say about the Pro Bowl. Any thoughts from you? Um,
0: I mean, I still think it. I think the whole game is a hot. Like the the game as a whole is dumb. Like that, it needs an entire a new thing like the the whole the skills thing in basketball we've spoken about it before that is an avenue they should explore and things like that well they
1: introduced dodgeball yeah anyway
0: (laughs) but um just say i I mean like it's more the players that are selected that it's more the players that miss out that i talk about most i think i think that's the 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 talking point players that miss out that should be in there in you know, and the other players that make it in are just players that are just going there solely based on name that have barely played a game and things like
1: that. That frustrates me. But yeah. Anyway, I, I really just could not care less about the Pro Bowl. Uh, all right. NFL Network's James Palmer reports that Trevor Simeon is earning the Broncos trust as a possible long term starter. First round pick Paxton Lynch has made two starts this year and didn't look ready to lead an NFL offense in either one of them. Simeon has improved over the course of his first season as a starter and the last couple of. You know, slumps a little bit have been because of an ankle injury, but the Broncos have reportedly been impressed with Simeon's leadership skills and toughness behind a terrible offensive line. Uh, So after 2016, the Broncos will have Simeon under contract at the league minimum for the next two years. Your thoughts on this decision from John Elway and the Denver Broncos?
0: Yeah, well, I mean... This, this this rookie class isn't anything to get excited about or get too excited about. I mean, we kind of say that a lot of the time. I think every year we're like, oh, uh, not that, not too many good players. And then we start watching video and we're like, you know what, this guy's not bad. And then the hype is just out of control by the time the draft rolls around. That ha- I feel that happens every year. But I don't know, like, Paxton Lynch hasn't done anything to sell me. Like, he... He has the athletic ability, but I don't know. Trevor Simeon, he's he's earned the job. Like he has earned it. I, I still need to see a bit more like accuracy and things from him. But like like they like you were just saying, the offensive line has been atrocious. So maybe with time, he it'll come good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I uh, I don't. I'm not really impressed with Paxton Lynch. But I I think this kind of rules them out of. Of the, Like the Tony Romo race, if they ever were in it. But you never know with John Elway. But uh, I think Simeon showed enough. I just, yeah, they, they'll obviously draft defensive line and try and rebuild on that uh, going forward. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, Coach uh, Hugh Jackson continues to believe in contract year-wide receiver Terrell Pryor and believes in him as a building block for the future. Meanwhile, ex-teammate Brian Hartline trashed Terrell Pryor earliest, earlier today. He becomes the, the latest on a long list of people to just seem to out this bloke. I don't understand it. He said, is he my number one? God, I hope not. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know who's going to show up. You don't know if he's going to get in trouble. You don't know if he's going to, going to smart off. Is he number two? I mean, maybe he kind of disappeared the last couple of weeks. Well, Brian, that's because their quarterback is completely garbage. It, it, RG3 is woeful. That's where the drop off is. I mean, Terrell Pryor is 123 yards from having a thousand yard season that's something Brian Hartline probably hasn't done in many a year. Yeah. I mean, like, who's Brian, uh, Brian Hartline? Hartline?
0: Brian Hartline used to be the flex wide receiver you'd bring in on fantasy weeks during the bye. That would that was his role as a wide receiver yeah, in the
1: NFL. I mean, Terrell Pryor's done more in, what, six games than Brian Hartline's done since the turn of 2010, maybe? Oh, I'm sorry. Brian yeah, Hartline's I... had two 1,000-yard seasons in his career. Sorry, I apologize, to be honest, Brian. To
0: be honest, right. Terrell Pryor has had a good season, but I don't know how he behaves. Like he he does seem to be a little bit of a jerk kind of guy. I'm not too sure. Like, I don't want to, you know, I'm not calling him out. <laughs> I'm sure he could beat me up, maybe. But I think, I don't know, Brian Hartline just seems to have, I don't know, like a more more of a, uh, I'm trying to think of how to word this. He, I think he knows a bit more behind-the-scenes information, obviously, because he's a player, but... Yeah, I don't know. Who, who knows how Pryor is in the locker room? If he's just, you know, an egotistic kind of guy who's just, you know, flaunting it, saying, "Oh, look, I can do anything." Like, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I want to see it on a on a team with, you know, if they if they draft a quarterback or you know pick up some kind of quarterback that has, you know, some ability. Hmm. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah, that would be it, nice. With
1: it'd be nice if yeah, it would be nice if yeah, Terrell Pryor had a, a decent <laughs> quarterback to throw it to him. But like, I just. I don't know why they why like it's just I don't understand why people are questioning his work. If he, he's changed positions. Like he's worked harder than anyone to really to be to learn the tools of the trade and, and become a decent wide receiver. I don't really think they treat him as a wide receiver one. I don't I don't get that. I I know Hugh Jackson likes to pump up the tires of his players and he's got a special uh, affection for Terrell Pryor has since he coached him in Oakland, so I guess that kinda makes sense. But I think he's kinda your one eighty, your one B to, to Corey Coleman, who's proved that he can be a, a number one wide right receiver in the NFL. So, I yeah, I agree with you. I, I just think, yeah, it would be it would be bloody nice if Cleveland could get a decent quarterback. Uh, it's the uh, multi-trillion dollar question over the last, what, 20 years now? Oh,
0: mate, since the beginning of time, I yeah, think. Yeah, I
1: think so. I can't remember. We're only young, so maybe it is since the beginning of time. All right, moving on. Bill Belichick said the team was not aware of Michael Floyd's blood alcohol concentration when they claimed him off waivers last week. His blood alcohol concentration was reportedly... .217 when he was arrested last week. Um, that actually falls into the super extreme category, and it comes with a charge of 45 days in jail. So that could be uh, an interesting development for Michael Floyd and the Patriots, uh, and he, he's probably playing this weekend.
0: Uh, I mean, to be honest, like, at that level, you're searching for blood, not alcohol. You just... <laughs> There's nothing left. The guy is <laughs> running Julia on alcohol.
1: You pull out the syringe and it's just, it's just yellow. Like it's just. Yeah, they just think they just think yeah, something's it's wrong. Beer
0: colour. <laughs> oh, we found blood.
1: That's great. No,
0: uh, I do. No, I. Do you see the know, video? The Yes, I have. It, it is a bit distressing. It's, it's,
1: it's very distressing. Uh, you know, he, he's lucky he didn't kill someone. Like that's, and people are saying that's oh, that's ridiculous. Forty-five days in jail. I think that's consider himself lucky. To be honest,
0: I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get too into this. It, like they'll they'll sort it out. Patriots will probably give him one game if he doesn't go well. Like, they, don't, they don't. They don't really have anything nah. to lose to win. They get a compensator. Oh, or I pick mean, sorry, for... they do have, they have. It's plenty of upside. There's yep. plenty of upside there. You know, he might fit in the system great. And they might be able to tame his wild side, and he might just be, yep. you know,
1: I'm not. I'm not saying this because he's on a you know a rival team, but I I kind of hope he doesn't pan out uh, for them this season. He just doesn't deserve it given what he's done. I think like he he deserves to, I don't know, suffer some consequences. You can't just wind up and win a Super Bowl after doing what he's done. at that that it's just despicable. Really. Definitely, yeah. I definitely
0: want him to go in the ring with. Uh, Greg Hardy and the well Gillette <laughs> cool. or whatever. Yeah,
1: all right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Thursday night football recap. Um, New York's the New York Giants' lost at the hands of your Philadelphia Eagles handed. The yeah, U- that's
0: right. You heard it right. First
1: typo. <laughs> uh, they handed the NFC East title to the New York Giants uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, and the number one seed to the Dallas Cowboys. So you bit of mixed feelings about that one.
0: Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I like to see the face of Eli when he's distressed. That's always that always brings me joy. Um, Dallas deserve it, so I, I don't have any problems with that. Dallas have played really well this week. I mean, uh, this year. Sorry, not just this week. Yep.
1: Well, they haven't yeah. played this um, week yet, so
0: yeah. So that's <laughs> that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yep.
1: <Yeah. laughs> well, now they don't have to really. They can just sort of go out there and and cruise, and they'll they'll rest a few players. and We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, uh, you were right. Uh, you were straight. You were off the bat you Hang mentioned you mentioned Lane Johnson and how important that he is correct. to this team and you mentioned that he is you know an MVP like candidate for for the Eagles and Lane Johnson uh, was huge for them especially in the run game opened up holes for Darren Sproles early on in the league a side note i just want to mention Darren Sproles longevity and sustained success in the NFL given his height and his frame is just frankly amazing. Like He just has a wow play every single year or every single month, really. Every couple of weeks, he just does something that just still blows your mind despite his age, his frame, his size and everything. But uh, all on the back of the, uh, the Lane Johnson up front.
0: To be honest, I think it is because he's so short. I think if you're a taller player, I think, I don't know, I just think that there's more... Uh, athleticism to share around that huge frame and he can just bundle all that athleticism up and just, you know, use it sparingly and the guy's killing it. That's that's my theory. It's not a conspiracy, it's just a theory. Oh damn. Okay. Damn it. We're so close right. to another conspiracy. I know. I thought, but I thought we were gonna have Lane one. Lane Johnson in the run game was huge. They actually had some like Look of a team that could run the ball, and it wasn't just hey let, let's go Wentz, see what you can do. But there was also the times when the pocket collapsed, kind of thing. And Lane Johnson was back there, you know, keeping on, keeping on. He was just blocking people everywhere. It was great. It, it, Eagles missed him so bad this year.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's great. And he just solidifies that line because it just instead of having a weakness on, on an entire side, you actually have a strength on on at least half of that side, and it just helps the the guys playing inside of him as well. So. It really, really worked. And speaking of, you know, he's a good young player, the building blocks are there for, for the Eagles moving forward and for next season. Uh, you've got production out of some great young players today, Jordan Hicks and, and Malcolm Jenkins. And, and, you know, Carson Wentz has got to work on his mechanics, but that's something you'll hear all off season is, is the development of Carson Wentz. But you've got to be excited about the, the future if you're an Eagles fan, right? Oh,
0: of course. I mean, you can't... I mean, I'm sure the Browns right now are like, damn it, why did we pass on Wentz? Hmm.
1: Exactly. It and it is tough, but I guess if he would he be going as well as he is if he was playing in Cleveland. Though that's always I always think of that. Whereas the Browns, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's just something about the Browns locker room and and environment and and nature that makes quarterbacks sort of more destined to fail.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I do think the, the Cleveland Browns right now are in the lowest of lows in regards to everything. Their roster's kind of depleted of talent. I know we were just talking about prior things, but they're at like they're at the bare minimum of essentially what they can have talent-wise, and they've just loaded up on picks, and they've loaded up on a, like a new front office, a new mindset, and they're just starting as fresh and as raw as you can be. And it's going to be a while, but at least they're going to try. You know, the money ball approach, if you like, but they're also going to kind of—I'm sure—they're going to take a look at what Oakland did and the way they structured their contracts and things like that and see if they can build to get to a point like that. But, I mean, I think that would be the smart way. So it's very good for Wentz that he didn't go to the Browns because he just would have essentially been another quarterback in that line that's just joined a team that has no talent around him, that it gets smashed up and then ends up being a journeyman quarterback, which just is is a shame for so many players that that's happened to. Yep,
1: And now you get to enjoy uh, Carson Wentz the next decade. Uh, his,
0: th- his throw to Aguilar today was very nice. Yeah, I mean, and Agalor caught it. Had it to be very nice it. It doesn't a... catch anything. So he it, it, it essentially needed to be so well thrown, it was great. A uh,
1: Christmas miracle that Nelson Aguilar caught that catch. It was just...
0: By the, w- the one that he dropped. Did you see the one that he uh, dropped? Yeah. It was like a slant. And you just think, uh, far out.
1: And Col- Collinsworth nailed it, though, because in college he... He caught everything that came his way. I said just... that
0: when we drafted him. You yeah. said, what's your opinion? And I said he had the safest hands in college. Like, he caught everything. Yeah, even malaria. Just... Oh. <laughs> wow.
1: <Sorry. laughs> Fun fact, I'm taking malaria tablets uh, at the moment before I head off nice. overseas. So. Nice. It's fresh in the mind. I really hope I get the the case of Nelson Aguilar and, and don't catch malaria while I'm over Jesus, there. Jesus,
0: this is <laughs> insane. All right, go. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, last little uh, point on this game, obviously, is the Giants. Uh, Eli Manning's arm and his play the last, you know, maybe most of this season, really, um, has not been ideal. And even OBJ's sort of greatness cannot save it. I tweeted today that, you know, OBJ just defies geometry in some of the routes and angles and cuts that he can make but he can't carry this team there's only so much a a single player can do and a lot of Eli's passes are hitting receivers in the feet or overthrowing he just cannot throw the ball beyond 15 yards at this point and he's you know it was a short week as well and he had 60 plus attempts so that's always tough in the cold and things like that so that you know kind of adds to it but even then even if he was playing in a dome uh, after a 10-day break you're still getting a lot of ugly ugly throws and you just can't – I just can't take them seriously in the playoffs. This isn't your, your Giants team that can beat the Patriots like we've seen in the past years. It's just a totally different Eli Manning.
0: Plus, Manningham isn't on the team. And <laughs> Manningham was the lichpin of their success in recent years. Yes. <laughs> some say the they're best Manning. Yeah, some say. They're all deluded and drunk, probably. They've been hanging out with Michael Floyd. They, oh, those people are crazy. But I think – I don't know. I give. I'm going to jump to Manning's defense for a little bit. There, like wow, you said, he go. did. He did. He did throw a ton. He had so much pressure in his face. Like he was. Yep. He was doing those Eli scrambles that you just thought, "How the hell is he going to get out of this?" And sometimes he did. Sometimes he. I don't know. Not not as dramatic as you know some of his previous ones and some of the ones Romo seems to do and Big Ben seemed to do. But he was getting out of there, making some throws to the sidelines. But man, he. There was a lot of times when he was scrambling around, just trying to, yeah. just trying to make something happen. Mm. And I mean, I know that some of those throws went to OBJ and made him look, good, and made Eli look good as well. But that I don't know. There really was a little like... bit of pressure there, but I'm, I'm not going to jump to his complete defense. He did look a bit old. Yeah, just he, old.
1: It felt like you're watching Peyton from last year a little bit at times.
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Except Peyton's like just a pole with limbs. Like he was just yeah. a. I don't know. He's such an upright, rigid player.
1: Man. Yeah, it's just it, it. I guess you know when it falls, it falls. And he, you know, Eli had dead arm a few years years ago, and then he rehabbed and 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 was man, you know, managed to bounce back and turn it around. But I just don't know if he can do it in this season as his arm now. He's got to recover from sixty three pass attempts, which is a career high. Um, it's just insane. So look, they can still uh, clinch a playoff spot uh, with a uh, Lions, Packers, Buccaneers, or Falcons loss this week. So uh, if if that happens, and they might be able to take it a little bit easy next week and, and rest uh, Eli, because they're pretty much locked into that first wild card spot as the five seed. They'll just be sitting back and seeing who they play. So we'll wait and see. Are you are you
0: one of the are you one of those people that? feel that they should rest their quarterback going out of the playoffs, or you feel it does more harm
1: than good? Uh, generally, if if they're all fine and healthy and playing good, then I think you bring them out like a preseason game and just play a few snaps or a few drives, and then maybe then sit them and bring you back up in. I think the Colts did that in 09, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl, and they lost you know, on the back of a you know onside kick and some really great play calling from Sean Payton, but it wasn't because they were rusty from sitting out Payton over the last Ooh. two games. So, I, I think it uh-huh. works. It just depends on circumstance. If Eli's arm is really dead, I think maybe you should rest him. Yeah, all right, I agree. So I think the circumstance dictates what you what you do. I don't know what Dallas are going to do. Um, if they you kind of don't want to with a rookie quarterback, because what if Tony Romo comes on and lights it up? Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot. This week's NFL lines are brought to you by William Hill. Faster, easier betting. All right, week 16 in the... NFL, there'll be some meaningless games that will speed through, and there's some big blockbuster games that towards the end of the week on Boxing Day here in Australia. Let's start with Miami, plus four, traveling to Buffalo, minus four. Matt Moore, he was AFC Offensive Player of the Week after destroying a Jets team that was just terrible. But now that's a different, different game here in Buffalo, minus four. Buffalo technically still alive, so they do have everything to play for, and they can play spoiler here to Miami. So a lot on the line here. Rex Ryan still coaching for his job. Uh, the rumors are that he will be fired. So this is definitely an interesting divisional matchup. Totally different circumstances for uh, for Matt Moore here, f- from sunny Miami to cold, windy Buffalo outdoors. What's your thoughts on this game?
0: Uh, f- Matt Moore did surprise me. I'll give him that. Yep. He did. I was a bit. I was a bit. I mean, I know he was up against the Jets, but I was a bit. I was quite shocked. I was quite shocked. Um, but I do like Buffalo. I think this is going to be a completely different game I think that I don't know last week I think it's just going to it's going to catch Miami in a bad spot I think they're going to feel too high or they're just going to feel that they're, you know, they're stronger than they are. And I just, I don't know. I like Buffalo in this situation. I'm not, I might be just,
1: you know. No, you're AA not alone. Michael Floyd, but. No, no, no you're not. You're, you're not alone. Uh, either we're all drinking with Michael Floyd or, all right, we've got to stop making that joke because it's like, he like <laughs> seriously could have killed someone. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, but no, I'm not, uh, you're not alone. I actually like Buffalo as well. I uh, I think, uh this last game, Jay went nuts and just ran all over Buffalo. So I think they'll be really determined to to slow that down and say, "All right, Matt Moore, beat beat us like you beat us with your arm." And then on the other side of the ball, the Dolphins are thirtieth in yards allowed per rush. I think LeSean McCoy might be able to sort of, you know, get a little bit of a revenge, a little bit of medicine served back on on uh, the Dolphins by beating them in a similar fashion and running and running through them. So I, I like Buffalo minus four as well.
0: Yeah, I, I I really do think it's going to be a case of like like, like what you said. I think they're going to say, "Hey, more try to beat us with your arm." But I, I still think Miami's going to get caught in the position where they think that they're actually better than they really are. I think they Matt Moore coming up against the Jets that will build his confidence that this is a completely this is a defense that you know yeah. that's you know not exa- the writings pretty much on the wall for Rex Ryan. But you know it, that there's going to be some passion. There's going to be some you know fighting um, going down with the fight. Yeah, it feels for, very much for, like for a Rex,
1: feels very much like a Rex game. Like he's yeah. he's fully pregnant now, so he's he's, he's ready. <laughs> um, all yep. right, Tampa Bay plus three, two dollars and five cents. Traveling to New Orleans minus three. These two just played a fortnight ago, and Tampa Bay managed to squeeze out a narrow victory. Here, but it's a different case when you're traveling to the Superdome and taking on a, a Saints team that's uh, coming off a, a lot of points scored in, in a traditional type of Saints game that you come to expect uh, from the Saints in uh, a high-flying affair over the Arizona Cardinals. This is another game where the line is really interesting uh, around that three to New Orleans. So Tampa Bay, clearly the better team, coming off a loss. But they were in that game against Dallas for a long part. But uh, short week backing up. It's, ugh, it's a really tough coin flip game for me.
0: Me too. I, I'm kind of leaning the way of the Saints just because I think they're kind of <clears throat> going down the avenue of, all right, this is Breeze. Like, Breeze has, he's currently leading the yard. I mean, he's leading a few categories, but the, the yardage category and things like that, he's you know, still leading the way. And that's what he's always going to be known for. Going down in history, like he, he's he's had his, his Super Bowl, he's had his time in the spotlight like that. But he's always going to be known for just consistent, huge yardage seasons after season. Especially in the, the, I I'm looking at these as the early years of. I'm sure eventually there will be a quarterback that will get to six thousand yards or something ridiculous. Mm. Like who knows? But <laughs> like early on, Drew Brees will be viewed as like the the first big consistent role that was just. Always over 5,000, that kind of thing. And I mean, he's got two weeks to get, you know, 300 odd or something like that, doesn't he? So I feel he'll easily get over 5,000. But yeah, I think it's going to become, it's going to get down to the point of the season where Saints don't have anything to play for and they're just going to be throwing it and throwing it and throwing it and throwing
1: it. It's the no fear approach. It doesn't really matter what you do or what you've put up. He's he's not in the MVP race. He's not doing anything. He can just throw the ball and and try and get. Things going for next year—that's that's really what the, all I've got to play for. But on the other side of the ball, this is essentially a playoff game for Tampa Bay. They they do not want to lose this. They're the number seven slot right now, and they have everything to play for. And you know, two weeks ago they they actually shut down Drew Brees in this offense. So I'm sure they've been in the film room, the Saints, and have worked out a different game plan. But I, I just think two dollars or plus three for the Bucks. I I think it's just value for me. Although it would not shock me if New Orleans win by double digits. I just Terms of looking for value, I just prefer to take the better team, which I think are the Bucks, even though they are on the road.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. It is good value. I, I, I just was this the game that they didn't use Brendan Cooks whatsoever?
1: Yeah, it was one of those games, and since then he's been used heavily, and he's coming off a really, really good game. But man, their defense is it's playing it's playing very well. The, the Bucks they managed to shut them down and 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 held Drew Brees without a touchdown. So there's something there, and they, they played well. Keith Tandy's been a good little fine for them. One of the great names in the NFL, Keith Tandy. So we'll wait and see. Uh, <laughs> just love the name. Uh, so we'll wait and see how uh, how this one pans out. But it, it just this is one of those games where the range of outcomes just does not surprise me whatsoever.
0: No, not a bit.
1: No. All right, uh, so you're taking New Orleans minus three? Yep. Uh, by the way, our current records, uh, it's kind of flipped. I had a really good week last week. Uh, I uh, managed to to go uh let me see i'm just loading it up here uh all right so last week i went nine five and two uh against the spread and you went six eight and two so now on the scoreboard i'm back in front 111 99 and 14 to 109 101 and 14 so it's coming down to the Y to the here so i just the... want to let
0: everyone know that why does the tally
1: Ha. You've been in front for most of it, and you won last year. One when I did the tally, so uh, we'll wait to see. All right, moving on. New York Jets plus six and a half at a dollar ninety-one. New England minus sixteen and a half at a dollar ninety-one. We don't really need to say too much about this game. It's a tale of two cities. One team's destined to make the Super Bowl, and the other team's destined to pick in the top five in the NFL draft. Two teams going in completely opposite directions. The only issue is, is the line too big? The
0: line is massive.
1: It's huge.
0: Is it the biggest of the season? I can't remember. what It. it,
1: big of it, it I think it is actually bigger than when uh, Cleveland played New England when Brady returned from suspension. So it's it's up there.
0: Yeah. Um. I want. I want to say that New England. Uh, you know, uh, they're just going to kill them. Especially but at home. Part of me feels like. The, yeah, but part of me feels like they're going to take their foot off the gas, yeah. and I don't know. I, I'm going to go New England. I don't want to go against New England, so I think I'm. Yeah.
1: I, I am going the same. It, uh, it's really weird. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing in this game, I might take the Jets with the plus because I kind of felt that he he knew how to play New England. Like, he had some success when he played for Buffalo against New England, and then he had the win last season and, and played them pretty tight and probably one of his best games of the you season. You know what? I
0: feel the same way. If, if Bowles just decides to bring in... Fitzpatrick, I I would change my bet Yeah, also, even but.
1: though I think they shouldn't, I think they should just see what they have with Bryce Petty, even though I think he's awful. Um, we'll wait and see uh, how that pans out, but it's just, couldn't be any worse. New England are flying and uh, should lock up the one seed, and, and we, we may see Jimmy Garoppolo next week, so we'll wait and see. Alright, uh, Tennessee minus five at $1.91, travelling to Jacksonville plus five at $1.91. Doug Marone, the head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, so we'll probably See a bit more of a different approach from the Jags, maybe some more rushing, uh, more ground and pound from Doug Marone. Uh, he historically prefers to do that. So we could see a little bit of a different game plan from the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. But Tennessee coming off some really impressive back-to-back wins against the Broncos and Chiefs. Five-point favorites now on the road in a key battle. They need to uh, They need to win to stay alive. If they lose this game, then the, the Houston Texans win the AFC South.
0: Wow, wouldn't you just love that Why, man?
1: Jags, uh, Jags would love to play spoiler here, I think.
0: <laughs> Saying that, I'm still going to go Tennessee. I, I don't know enough from Jacksonville. I don't know if Doug Marone's going to change anything significantly. I mean, like, he will change the playing style, but, you know, change the mentality, change, the, change them to a winning way kind of thing. I, I'm not too sure. I'm, I still, I'm going to ride Tennessee's hot hand at the moment.
1: Yeah, look, I think Tennessee will win this game, but five is a lot for me, and I had success taking the Jags last week at the five, and uh, I think I'm going to ride the pine and uh, and take them again. I, I just think they'll keep things close, and as I said, I, I think they'll run the ball more with Chris Ivory and, and TJ Yeldon and try and keep the ball out of Mariota and that offense's hands and, and, and try and keep things close and, and down to the wire. So we'll wait and see, but who would have thought Tennessee would be playing for a playoff, you know, playoff spot in Week 16 at the start of the season? Me. Really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no uh, a few, halfway through the season, we said they were the best team in the division.
1: Yeah, that is true. And they're definitely the most entertaining to watch and their defense has played a lot better. And um, as we said, we, we liked Mike Malarkey's balls last week in, in going for the two-point conversion. We didn't like the play call, but he's got to get some, you know, he's been very easy to joke and, and have a go at exotic smash mouth and all that sort of stuff throughout the year, especially me being the AFC South. It is, it's always been fun to to beat on these teams while they're down, but now they're up and flying and, and building well, and Mike Malawaki deserves some credit because he's done a pretty good job.
0: That he does. That he does.
1: Yep. All right, moving on to the next game, and we have the Minnesota Vikings, plus 7 at eighty, traveling to Green Bay, minus 7, $2.05 for Green Bay at home. Aaron Rodgers... Uh, playing very, very well over the over the last month. And, uh, you know, on the back of Devante Adams and Jordy Nelson and Jared Cook, who's been a, a really welcome return to their offense and has really helped them get some balance. And then Ty Montgomery being an absolute revelation at running back for them.
0: Yeah, no, who who would have thought putting a wide receiver back there like that would just revolutionize the way the whole team's
1: playing? It's crazy, right? And he's, yeah, he's legitimately becoming a, a great running back. I think we've seen more from him this year than we've seen from Eddie Lacey at, at this season. So uh, it's, it's been great. And Minnesota gave up 161 yards on the ground to Frank Gorn and the Colts rookie offensive lineman last week. Now you're taking on this Green Bay offensive line. That's, that's playing very, very well. I think we could see a big game from Ty Montgomery and, uh, and I, I can see Green Bay comprehensively winning this. It looks like Minnesota have packed it in for the year and, have pretty much thrown in the tower.
0: Yeah, it was worth giving up a first-round pick for. That's for sure this season. Yeah,
1: it's it's just a it's been a weird, weird season. You start five and zero, oh and just now you're in week fifteen. Last week, just throwing in the towel. I know Harrison Smith didn't play, and he's huge difference for their their run defense and their team. But just you expected a lot more showing, especially against an inexperienced offensive line. It was a very disheartening performance. Uh, you know, it was a lot of Andrew Luck being very, very good as well, but. Uh, there was just no eff, no effort from them.
0: No, it's was, it was, it's a really bizarre season for the Vikings. I, I don't know. I I don't know how to put it into words. It's just it's a really weird.
1: What do you make of Adrian Peterson as well? Like he's just over the last seven games, he's averaged like two point eight yards per carry and just only had three touchdowns. He just hasn't looked effective. I know a lot of it is on the offensive line, which is one of the worst in the in the entire NFL. I think they're they're last in in yards of rush yards efficiency as well. So it is a lot on them, but you know. It seemed to be a little bit more fluid, at least with with McKinnon and, and Asiata in.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's also a little bit of the ways being used, like uh, the way they're just using the run game as a whole. It's like I don't know, it's all it's all a bit weird. I think they're very predictable in what they're going to do as well. So, I think it's easy. They're, I think the uh, the defense of the opposition team can always know, they can always tell when Adrian Peterson's about to run the ball and things like that. I think they're so one-dimensional. I think you can read exactly what Minnesota's going to do, and I think Green Bay will have a field day.
1: Yeah, I think so. So we're both on Green Bay minus seven here. Moving on to a meaningless game, San Diego Chargers minus five and a half at a $1.91. Unfortunately, just didn't quite live up to our expectations this season. Too much going on, too much bad luck, but they're taking on the Browns. Plus five and a half. RG3 is starting at quarterback. Terrell Pryor, the uh, the man that seems to be copying all sorts of criticism, uh, will be playing as well. I, I I can't see Cleveland winning a game this season. This is probably their best shot at a win. If you if you had to evaluate the the two games,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, it hasn't been a zero and sixteen, a zero and sixteen team for a while, has it?
1: The Lions are the last uh, the last ones to do it in in two thousand and eight. Wow, they went four and zero in the preseason too. Those lines. So how about in preseason, <laughs> we, preseason cut we,
0: winners? We bring that stat up at least 10, 20 times a year. <laughs> I know um, it's just great. Uh, I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'll go San Diego too. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing excites me about Cleveland.
1: No, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm predicting this purely out of fantasy basis. Kenneth is just gonna have a field day uh, and just run for three hundred yards and lead me to a uh, fantasy title because that's just what everyone predicted at the start of the year that kenneth farrow would be winning people uh fantasy championship
0: god it was like timmy hightower last year anyway
1: that's crazy and he's still relevant now unbelievable uh one of the weirdest yeah comebacks you know in a long long time all right washington minus three to dollar 83 taking on chicago plus three at two dollars i'll say this about the bears they are a lot better than their record suggests And over the last six weeks, you know, John Fox has done a great job in actually keeping them competitive. Um, They've got still, they've got a, a, uh, what's the word, a conglomerate of injuries? A a lot of injuries. I don't know what the word I was looking for. But they have a stack of injuries. They've also got Jarrell Freeman suspended and things like that. And they're still being very, very competitive and playing good teams tough. Washington have got to be careful here. They're they're still technically alive in the the playoff race. But this is a really dangerous trap game for, for them, especially on the road.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know. <laughs> like it, it there's there's so many question marks about these two teams. Like I I don't know how to how I mean Chicago, you look at Chicago. I I love Barkley now. I I feel like what he's What quarterback such a player... do you
1: would you rather have Matt Barkley or Kirk Cousins?
0: Wow. <laughs> wow,
1: It has merit.
0: It has merit. It has merit. Because <laughs> one uh, one will ask for about probably Barkley because he's cheap as Yeah, cheap.
1: I know one will last for four million a season. One will ask for twenty five million a season. Yeah, no, I you like
0: that? I know it's you a, like it's that? a I know it's a bit of a soft spot for us. Yes, and, it is because like, we because Barkley we it was the you know the first uh, American football game that we ever watched and he just balled out and he was you know tipped to go you know one or two in the in the draft that year and then decided to stay for one more year. We were chanting one more year in the crowd. Yep. Didn't really know why. We're just chanting it. We, 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 we really we shouldn't about. have done
1: that. We really ruined his no, career and really cost him a lot of money. Declare <laughs> for the draft. Yeah. We really should have, should have been. said, wait five years and then join the John Fox Bears.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But saying all this... um yeah, no, we have a bit of a soft spot for him, yeah. and I know, like he he joined Philadelphia when he when he joined the NFL, and you know, so there was kind of a little bit of a um, a soft spot there as well, saying you know he might be the future quarterback of the Eagles, and then he's bounced around a bit, but now he looks really good, like he looks really good, uh-huh. like not polished, but looks good, and it's it's <laughs> so weird.
1: But even when he came in as a reserve, like when Brian Hoyer initially broke his collarbone, he was awful as a backup, and then no, like, no, it was so just...
0: so so bad. It's just, and it was it was always the case in Philadelphia. And then we were like, oh, maybe with a good wide receiver set and you know, decent run game with David Johnson and things like that in Arizona, he's, he might be good. Yeah. putrid. Just bad, and then you're like, God, maybe we maybe everyone was right, maybe he's just not a good quarterback. Yeah, and then something has happened. I don't know what has happened, mm. but now it's, it's all
1: clicking. It's crazy. Who would have thought that it was, is in week 16 is, of 2016 that we'd be talking about Kenneth Farrow, Matt Barkley, and, and players like Kenny Britt winning you fantasy championships?
0: Yeah, and arguing whether uh, Barkley's better
1: than Kirk Tutton. Cousins. Uh, I, I, in saying all of that, I think Jordan Howard's going to have a big day against this Washington run defense, very similar to what Jonathan Stewart just did against them. Um, I still can't believe when I went back and watch, looked at our picks, I don't know why we picked Washington. I, I, I woke up that day and was just feeling Carolina all the way. Um, I actually yeah. bet on Carolina that day, so I, I left our picks, but it was just... Uh, I I, I don't know. I think Washington aren't really a team that should have a winning record. I think they really are a 500 team, and I think Chicago deserve another win. They're a lot better than their record suggests, and they are unlucky last week. It was just Aaron Rodgers pulling out that just immaculate sort of deep, deep throw, Hail Mary-esque throw in in the final seconds to put them into field goal territory. So I'm taking Chicago plus three. I actually think they can win the game straight up.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm. I'm gonna go Chicago too. I, I don't know. Like I always feel like we just count Washington out, and then they just come back. Yeah. with just I, I don't think I've players. correctly.
1: I don't think I've correctly tipped a Washington game all season. So.
0: No, it's yep. very difficult. Yep. it's very difficult. You never know what Kirk you're going to get, but
1: no. And we we mentioned that uh, you know Kirk kind of plays good in prime time, but we didn't realize that Monday Night Football. Washington have the worst. Like they're one in sixteen in Monday Night Football games over the last like five years or something. It's just some ridiculous <laughs> stat like that. It's just god awful. So I anyway,
0: know. it was really bad. I
1: remember hearing it too. Yeah. All right. Atlanta minus three at dollar eighty three. Traveling to Carolina plus three at two dollars. Carolina coming off uh, an impressive win, and their defense has played a lot better. James Bradbury's uh, really stepped up, and uh, hopefully they uh, can expect a better showing from their secondary uh, this week after the last time they played. Julio Jones went off for 300-plus yards. Matt Ryan threw for 500 yards in a comprehensive smackdown from the Atlanta Falcons. It was kind of the, uh, you know, we've arrived in the NFC race, Atlanta moment for them. So Carolina can play, spoiler here, and, and... kind of stop atlanta from uh, maybe getting a first week bye with uh seattle possibly having a danger game against the division rivals so what do you expect from carolina in this one
0: i think this is a game where carolina is going to come out i do like carolina in this my pick will be carolina yep i i feel that i don't know this is kind of like like they're starting to gel they know that this season's obviously done but this is kind of like hey we're still relevant like you know, we're going to get our act together. This yeah. was just a down year. This was like a Super Bowl hangover. It was, you know, dealing with the loss of Josh Norman, yep. all that kind of stuff rolled yeah. into one. And I yeah. feel like they're just going to be like, no, we're still relevant. And now Cam Newton's kind of got a little bit of swagger happening. He's giving the ball to people in the crowd, that yeah. kind of thing. That like, was that's all coming back. I don't know. And it, But it, it's like, that's, their, that's what they're about. That's mm. just what they're about. And I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna win this f- straight out. I don't think the the three that no, doesn't really bother me too much.
1: Woods back to doubting Atlanta again. Kind of the narrative all season look. Uh, no, yeah, but we'll, we'll uh, see. I, like I kind of I kind of agree with you. I I don't think Carolina are a bad team. I don't you know Bill Bar- Bill Parcells sorry did Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill Parcells says you are what your record says you are, but I I, I don't really agree with that. I, I feel like Carolina have had some just some. You know, they've let a few games get away from them. They, against the Chiefs, they had that that fumble from Kelvin Benjamin when they were trying to close out the game, and they've had, you know, missed field goals and things like that. I feel like they're a lot better team. I still think they're a really, really good team. And on their day, if, if they were in the playoffs, they could they could win it from the sixth seed. Unfortunately, they're not going to make it. So this is a, a dangerous team, but I, I'm going to lean Atlanta here. Julio Jones is back and will be playing, and I, I think uh, they want to secure a first-round bye, and I feel like Matt Ryan really wants to... To win that MVP award, and I think you will have a have he's a He's not game. going to win. it has got to win it he has got to win it. He's got to win it. He's eight dollars. He's eight dollars at the moment. That's tremendous value. Oh my goodness me! <laughs> he's going to win it. I'm, I'm, I uh, love Matt Ryan. Oh, can
0: I can I mention one thing?
1: Yep. When we're talking
0: about Coach of the Year, and I said Caldwell. Yep. I completely forgot about Jason Garrett, and I feel <laughs> that he's he should win.
1: He probably will win. I'm, sti- it. The, I'm uh,
0: sticking with my. He was my my um, midway point of the season prediction. He was that he was going to win it, mm. and I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I, I think he should win it. If, yeah. if anyone else wins it, it would be, kind of be crazy to De- me.
1: Del Rio is a candidate, but I feel like Reggie McKenzie probably should just win Executive of the Year or something because he's done a tremendous job with them. And um, we'll get to them actually as the next game. So I'm I'm leaning Atlanta minus three. You're taking Carolina plus three. I'm excited for that game. It should be. It should be a really really good game and uh and uh I feel like Carolina you're right they might come out and say hey we're still the team we're still the big boys in this division you might have the division title this year but when we start back next year we're still the big boys on campus and uh let's see how we go All right moving on Can I just can I just say Yep
0: Atlanta spoiled Carolina's perfect record last year. Why can't Carolina? Wow, yeah, it exactly. This year? Yeah, a
1: bit of a, a bit of a revenge game for them. There and I, I will mention as well, the, the, Cam Newton getting a flag for that, and then the cast one of the the first one Carson Wentz got today. That's just insulting.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I know. You're,
1: you're an Eagles fan, and you agree, and it, it and a lot of Eagles fans, uh, you know, like Jimmy Kempsky, the, the great Eagles beat writer, was just in arms that that, that got flagged. Just, I know. What's he got to do to get ever. a flag? It's just just ridiculous. All right, Indianapolis <laughs> plus three and a half at a dollar ninety one. 91. Oakland minus three and a half at a dollar ninety one. 91. What's your initial thoughts on this game, Woot? I
0: like I like the, like the Colts. I think Oakland are in a bad spot at the moment. I think they're just I don't know. It, they didn't. I'm not going to say they peaked too early or they're out or anything like that, but. Colts have a little bit of a swagger. I know it was against the Vikings, but I don't know. They've got a few pieces back. They're feeling a little bit good, and this is a game that can easily be a shootout. Oh,
1: and I think that, it's going to be a massive game. The, the, that plays well for yeah. Mister Mister Shootout Andrew himself. Ly- uh, yeah, Andrew. Like Ly- the, the the line, the game total is set at fifty-three points. So Vegas expects plenty of points. Uh, Indianapolis surprisingly are actually a better team on the road this season than at home, which is. Just strange. They're four, two, and one on the road this season, and and Oakland are two and four at home. So, Oakland's not exactly a, a you know the black hole isn't as scary as it sounds. The teams have gone in and and won there. And uh, I, I like I said, I have never successfully probably tipped a Washington team this year. Indianapolis is a team that I just cannot tip. If I tip against them, I don't know they they win, and when I tip them, they lose, and I just and then when I try to reverse jinx it, I reverse reverse jinx myself. I do I think, feel like I'm okay.
0: I yeah, feel like I'm okay
1: with the cards. Yeah, you're I shouldn't right. Have, I shouldn't um, have first. That's what happens. Actually, who are you gonna go? I, gonna I'm go? gonna take Oakland minus three and a half. I will say this oh, though. Okay. I think, I'm confident then. I think T yeah, exactly. Um I'll I'll put that in green for you now already as a as a win. But you know, Oakland have struggled with like your really quick receivers this year. Brandon Cook's torched them, Tyreek Hills torched <clears> them <throat> and I feel like T. Y. Hilton could have a really, really big day and uh Dante Moncrief is back as well, so that's gonna require a lot of attention. So if the Colts do win, it, it will be on the back of that, that luck to, to Hilton connection. But I, f- I feel like Khalil Mack could have like three or four sacks in this game, though.
0: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Could. I mean, the Colts are just a, a lucky dip every week, I feel. Yeah. I feel like it's just, how well does the offensive line hold up? Yeah, and it's weird do if... they if... get any resemblance of a pass rush, anything yeah.
1: like that? If our offensive line holds up, the, the Colts can... Can really mix it with anybody, and we've seen it in games this year where they've been really, really competitive. But whether that held, holds up is just—it's the million dollar qu— it's the hundred million dollar question, really, that's how much luck's worth uh, every single week.
0: Yep, ex- it, that—it seriously just comes down to that. Like, how long can Andrew Luck stay upright? Yep. And then if he stays up for you know yep. certain amount of time, you've got a good shot. So and you've got I mean, a good We'll, game. we'll see. We'll yep. see. But you do have a decent pass rush,
1: uh, you know. Yep, exactly. All right, moving on. Arizona, plus 7.5 at a dollar $1.91. Traveling to Seattle, minus 7.5 at a dollar $1.91. Much like Carolina, Arizona, you know, their record isn't as bad as what – they're not as bad as what their record suggests. They've had a couple of losses from field goal misses from Chandler Catanzaro and things like that. So this is not an easy walk in the park for Seattle. I know they're at home. The last game was that infamous – it was a double overtime with missed – oh, it ended up being a draw. Um, there was missed field goals and and all sorts going on in that game. At home though, Seattle are a much tougher team to beat, and I, I do like their offense now that Tyler Lockett's getting much more involved.
0: Yeah, and you see his little dance and stuff when he gets into the end zone and things like that. Like so he's cute. just, know, he's adorable, isn't he? No, he's he's like he he is coming into like his own. I feel like when all the offense is being shared around, I, I, I kind of feel like. Seattle just, once they find a weakness, they just, like, obviously, if you find a weakness, you continue to exploit it until the other team makes an adjustment, but I feel like Seattle will be like, all right our game plan this week is to run and gun it up the middle, so they'll do that, and run and gun it up the middle, and then maybe the next week they'll find Doug Bolden is who we're going to this week. And that's how it is. But when they spread it around and everyone's getting a touch and a feel of the ball, as weird as that sounded just then, touch and feel of the ball. Extremely weird. They will... (laughs) No, it's good. And, like, everyone seems to be pumped up. And, like, you know, the offense just rolls. And I think this could be a game that, you know, at home, smash Arizona, go into the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to smash Arizona, but, like, it has that feel that that could potentially be what happens. They could go smash Arizona at home, then head towards the playoff, like, all right, it could be a New England-Seattle Super Bowl, that kind of feeling.
1: Yep. I uh, I, I get the feeling that Seattle will win this game. But on the Arizona side of the ball, I just want to watch David Johnson, who's been racking up yards, and he really wants to be the, I think it's the third or fourth player to have 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 uh, receiving yards in the same season. So he racked up 171 total yards the last time they played. So we'll wait and see whether he can do it again. I, I hope so, because he's a... Uh, is a fun player to watch and an extremely likable guy. But since Michael Bennett's got back, this this defense of Seattle's just been really, really stout. No one can get can get the ball moving on the ground whatsoever. That's right. And
0: Fitzgerald, by the way, said he has no intention of you
1: know
0: slowing down yet. So no, it looks like he's I back think, next year. And Bruce so, Arians is great. back
1: next year. So the, the, there's positive vibes are all around in Arizona. But I feel like you know you mentioned sharing the ball around. You know if they can avoid Patrick Peterson, that's a matchup where you can start to. You know, you put Doug Baldwin on Patrick Peterson, and then you hit you know Tyler Lockett and, and Jimmy Graham, and players like that. Like you said, I I, I think Seattle will win. I'm taking them minus seven and a half. Yeah, me too. All right, moving on to a game where we'll spend literally ten seconds on San Francisco plus four and a half at a dollar ninety one. 91. Los Angeles minus four and a half at a dollar ninety one. 91. What's your pick? Um, and time is yeah. up. Moving on, sits <laughs> today. <laughs> no, it,
0: like I know this doesn't really, it doesn't really mean anything, but it's such a weird game. Like a few weeks back, I thought San Francisco was slowly getting on a roll, and I thought Kaepernick looked good. And I, we were talking about like San Francisco with Kaepernick, like that was the way to go. That's yeah. the future no, for San Fran. Know. And then we're like, what the hell? Yeah. And then Fisher signs an extension, and we're like, all right, Fish is here forever. Then he gets fired. Yeah. Who the hell knows? It's been the weirdest season ever. Okay. Um
1: I have zero. Give me the attention. Rams. Give me the. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. Yeah, that was was that their last win? I don't even know. No, San Fran's last win wasn't it against the Rams? In that, I don't know who who gives a flying. Yeah, I know, right? I'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take uh, LA as well. Moving on, Cincinnati minus one at a dollar ninety-five. Houston plus one at a dollar eighty-seven. This game's you know actually now something entertaining. We've got AJ Green back. We've got Tom Savage at quarterback. He said this week that he's just going to have fun and throw the rock around and. And do it, savage. I love be it. Savage. It's good. Be yeah. Be ruthless. Be savage. It's uh, and he's going to do something Osweiler hasn't done all season and actually throw the ball at DeAndre Hopkins and actually make DeAndre Hopkins one of the most exciting wide receivers on the planet. Uh, you know, relevant against. So this game is is huge for Houston. They uh, they don't really. It's not as huge as it seems. Obviously, if uh, if Tennessee lose, and it's they can uh, pretty much seal the division with a win. But even if they lose this game. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to whether they uh, they beat Tennessee next week to to lock up that division. So that's provided Tennessee do win. So there's a few factors at play here, but there's a scenario where Indianapolis can still win the division if Houston and uh, Tennessee I lose that? lose this week, and then Tennessee beat Houston next week because Tennessee Ooh. and Indy the Indy's got the sweep over them. So there's a, still a small percent chance in Indianapolis, but I just I don't want that to happen. So. I was going
0: to say, don't don't hope that happens.
1: This yet. game is now uh, it's minus one a dollar ninety five for Cincinnati, but it's pretty much a pick'em everywhere. So it's pretty much just a flip of the coin game. Uh, your thoughts on this one? It is in Houston. Yeah,
0: uh, if it was Oswaldo starting, I'd much rather just roll the dice with Cincy and say, you know what, Cincy, this could just be a game where they just yep. I don't know, grind it out and play ugly and just win and. Go home, and perfect might have a decent chance to get a few uh, interceptions. In
1: yep, the... oh, but perfect is out with a concussion as well.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: he's a well. So I, 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 I you just know thought...
0: what? knowing as bad as Osweiler is, perfect probably still would get two interceptions <laughs> if he was playing the game. Uh, I thought perfect's uh...
1: had a concussion his whole life, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, God, I hope that's he does good... not hear this.
0: That was a good joke, why boy. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you, buddy. Um, uh, anyway, money, that was good.
1: Thank
0: you. Uh but Savage is playing and I feel like there's a there's a not I don't want to say belief because I feel like the, the, the rest of the Texans organization has still felt that there has been a belief. I just feel they haven't had belief in Oswald. I feel like they can get it done other ways. They just don't have faith that they can do it through Oswald. But now yeah. I feel like there's a buzz and they're like, Who is this Savage guy? There's Finally, this you renewed know, renewed energy. <laughs> I know he might be the guy, and like like I said last week, like Hopkins isn't like Hopkins is quick, and Hopkins can catch every ball you want. But he's not so much the one that's like he can streak down the field. I'm not saying he can't, but he's that possession wide receiver that if you just throw the yeah. ball in his direction, he'll make the catch, and that's all they need. just...
1: Throw it to him. Just yep. throw the ball to him. Tom Savage, great surname. Like, you're either going to be an NFL player, basketball player, or a professional wrestler or, with that or surname. Or a wrestler. Yeah. But, but really, his jersey should just say on the back, not Osweiler. That's what it should say on the back. <laughs> like, anyone would cheer then. Like, you could just put out anybody out there with not Osweiler. I mean, Vince Wilfork could line up with a not Osweiler jersey under center, and, and Houston would be getting an upgrade at this point. But I am excited to watch Tom Savage play. I actually... Um, I'm actually excited to watch the Houston Texans play, so uh, that's a, a strange wow. feeling, a strange feeling, it's, 2016's been a weird year, but uh, we'll wait and see, so we're both taking Houston here in this game, I think, although Cincinnati played played very, very well last week against uh, Pittsburgh, but they're always up for the challenge against Pittsburgh, this, this game has a lot more, you know, different meaning to them, not a lot more. Uh, all right, moving on. Yeah. Baltimore plus five and a half. Speaking of meaning, this game has plenty of it. Baltimore plus five and a half at a dollar ninety-one. Traveling to Pittsburgh, minus five and a half at a dollar ninety-one. Now, my tip would be completely different if this game was on the road. But Ben Ben Roethlisberger at home, his uh, you know home and away splits. We've mentioned this on the show countless times. He's a different quarterback at home, and I just didn't like. What I saw out of the Baltimore offense last week—I know they put up uh, plenty of points—but there was a lot of drives there where it stalled, and and you saw more of the game than I did, uh, being a, against your team. I I just I'm more confident in taking the better quarterback and the better trio of, of offensive talent even though this Baltimore defense is very very good
0: yeah and I, I mean I know the Pittsburgh defense is completely different to Philadelphia like their strengths are different so if Pittsburgh defense really does have a strength they're a bit of a disjointed bunch like you you never know what you're going to get some weeks they you know they play really hard and the next week they just give up heaps of points and you think yeah. oh maybe they're not the defense that we thought they were but I don't know Baltimore just oh they're, they're, they're so frustrating like you want to you kind of not, you don't not want to believe in them but it's you just you look at them and they're disjoint, I mean, disjointed I'm disjointed both opposites times. both two different teams opposite sides of the ball there you go but their offense is just you know it is disjointed and it doesn't seem to it's not a f- smooth flowing machine correct. Both will always seem to be grinding things out as ugly as possible they're winning And, like, against Philadelphia, like, they they could have easily lost that. They could have easily lost that if Doug Pedersen didn't decide to go for two. Hmm. They could have went to overtime. They could have just lost it straight out. So, they're lucky they are where they are. Um, But, yeah, like you said, I'd I'd much rather go with Pittsburgh and their, their stars at home where Big Ben seems to just, you know, enjoy
1: himself, be comfortable, relax. If Baltimore do win this game, it'll be on the back of someone like Terrell Suggs or Elvis dume especially Suggs, who who always seems to play very, very good against Pittsburgh. There's just certain occasions where certain players stand up and just uh, become godlike, and Terrell Suggs against Pittsburgh is always a huge, huge game. I am interested to see how uh, Artie Burns goes. He's been uh, pretty good, and same with uh, your boy, uh, is it Sean Davis, the, the Maryland defensive back, the rookie as well? Um, they yeah, it's come along well. Yeah, the last sort of month, six weeks, the Pittsburgh defense has been a lot better on the back of their rookies. Javon Hargrave, my boy as well. Man, I love Pittsburgh's draft class. Um, they uh, or the, the podcast should. A lot of our players and our guys that we really like, but they've all played really, really well. So I want to see how Artie Burns goes against Steve Smith Sr., who uh, we who be wanting to have a big game here and, and try and get back into the playoffs. But I, I'm leaning Pittsburgh minus five and a half.
0: I really want a rookie to trash talk Steve Smith Again. and for him to just, no, I want it to him to do it, but then just completely back it up and Steve Smith just like, go, respect, mate. Like, respect, kid. You, like, you had my number this day or something like that. Yeah. I want to I see something like that. That'd be good for Artie Burns because Artie Burns hasn't been someone that, you know, has been spoken about much. Yeah. And he has been, he's been playing very well.
1: Yeah, so. and it's almost as if, you know, practicing alongside Antonio Brown all year has made him better crazy right yeah no i
0: don't
1: it's, it's it is insane just uh unbelievable i will mention as well audible we met steve smith dressed up as an elf this week very adorable for a man that is terrifying um <laughs> very Sorry. very weird juxtaposition of uh feelings and emotions in looking at steve smith i do i do love steve smith and i hope he he comes back one more year we're going to miss that guy we miss some personalities in the nfl uh oh by the way His, russell wilson uh,
0: He's up for Walt Payton award again. Good, so good. There you
1: go. Russell Wilson bought oh, his yeah. offensive line all these extravagant gifts and told the whole world about it. Are you surprised?
0: Uh, well, he told people about it. Yeah, What's... like
1: all over social media. Like, look at me.
0: It's always the big stars. Yep. JJ Walt would do the same thing. Yep.
1: So, <laughs> although I liked uh, Trevor Simeon. He, his gift was awesome. He bought his offensive line jackets, and they had a Skittle dispensers in it. That is
0: sick. That's an, mean... That's
1: an amazing gift.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's uh, you know it's money wise because I mean he's obviously not the same money that <laughs> those other guys that we're talking yeah, about are exactly so yeah it's good
1: not bad good, all bad. right uh, Denver plus three and a half at a dollar eighty three Kansas City minus three and a half at two dollars now this game last time was an absolute blockbuster in prime time it's in the primetime slot again this one not at Mile High but at Arrowhead Stadium and Kansas City favorites this time and uh, coming off a, a bad loss where Andy Reid will be spewing at the way he handled the last few minutes but Denver's offense the last few weeks it just hasn't got the ball rolling and if they get if they get caught or a team gets into lead I have my doubts on whether they can come back in and and win games so if Kansas City can get to an early lead and and Alex Smith you know, he can do that. We saw that last week, and he's didn't... very capable. He's very capable. Yeah, I I just can't see Denver winning this game. They no, ha- they have uh, to as well. It's it's all on the line here. If they lose, they're out. Uh, Denver need to win to stay alive, and Kansas City, you know, with their loss last week and their loss, you know, and they're now at the five seeds, so they've got to win too. So there's a lot on the line for both these teams in a really really tight division.
0: Yeah, they, they, Denver struggle so much on offense, and last last week watching the game, you you see that the box score and like the, the stats at the end of the game is so deceptive because the big yardage and stuff they ended up getting was just when the defense was just sitting off and they were just, you know, getting 20 yards, 20 yards, 20 yard, And they knew that like the defense just thought, nah, this is like, it's, you know, you can have these yards. You're not going to score points kind of thing. So it, it was even deceptive then. So, I don't know. It was wasn't there something it was something like six or eight series where it was just punt, 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 three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out yeah. or something like that. And it was just it was a joke. Like they didn't have anything. It didn't look it was like a screen for one yard or something like that. And it was just it was pathetic. But I think like you said, if Alex Smith can um get out to an early lead, especially the line's only three and a half. So yeah. yeah. But Charles by the way, Charles is out for the rest of the uh the season as well. He's not in the playoffs he's or not, anything like that. No, so. he's not coming
1: back. So there's there's no, no. sort of night and shining armor for their run game, which has been struggling a little bit lately, but this could be a matchup where they can get it back on the road. Denver's run defense is is not very good at all this season. And I am I'm just interested. I'm gonna grab the popcorn and watch Justin Houston and uh, and uh, Von Miller go at it again. Although Justin Houston is questionable, he's come up with some knee soreness, so but D Ford will be back, so you've still got Tumba Harley and and D four taking advantage of this Broncos offensive line. But if Justin Houston's out, this is that that's huge, and it gives Denver a small window here to win this game. Yep. All right, moving on, the last game of the week, Detroit plus $700.91, Dallas minus $700.91. This game, I expect now the line to move probably because it just doesn't mean as much to, to Dallas anymore given where they are and what, they're, what they can afford to lose. So De- Detroit are really pleased with this matchup because it gives them a chance now because we just might... See Dallas not sort of getting to the ball as hard as they usually are or fighting for extra yards. And whatnot. Although Zeke is still trying to get that rookie rushing record, which I imagine he would love to achieve.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think that is definitely going to be their approach. They're definitely going to want to establish that ground game. Still, I mean, obviously they've it's well established. The ground game isn't exactly struggling, but they're going to want to, you know, keep that momentum going into the playoffs and things. Not, there's not going to be any signs of letting up from Zeke. Zeke's going from the record and things like that. They might they might take it easy on. Um, they might just go, hey, we're going to run it if it's third and five or something like that instead of um, getting Dak to throw it, a, a, you know, a huge bunch leading in that nothing matters anymore because of the Giants. And, you know, Detroit have been coming back every single game. Every single game it feels like that. Mm. Um, Matt, Matt Stafford, who just got a Pro Bowl snub, is, you know, he, 10-10 he's going to – he's going to want to go out there and prove to everyone that, you know, he should have been in that Pro Bowl and that Dak shouldn't be, essentially. But, uh, yeah. So, we'll
1: see. taking Detroit plus seven by the sounds of it. I am. Yeah, I'm also taking Detroit plus seven. I just feel like now that they have everything to play for and Dallas don't, I just... Give me the team that has everything to play for and a seven-point touchdown head start. Uh, As I said, I expect the line to probably sneak inside a touchdown. So, it might be worth getting on right now as a chance. But... Uh, with Dallas have nothing to do they'll rest DeMarcus Lawrence now who'll get a good month and Morris Claiborne who they can really take their time with a lot of their injured defensive stars and uh and really take their time and you know they'll just run it with Zeke and and see how, try and get in the record but Detroit's run defense and defense overall has improved the last couple of weeks so we'll see what happens there I will mention as well David Irving for Dallas is a hidden gem they took off Kansas City's practice squad had a huge game last week so he's someone to keep an eye on as well. But uh, that wraps up our picks. It's time for our locks of the week. The Wooten Y Lock of the Week. Proudly brought to you by William Hill. Faster, easier betting. All right, Woot, what is your William Hill Lock of the Week?
0: Uh, my Lock of the Week, I don't know. I'm tossing up between two. It's it's. I like it when I have two to toss up between, though, instead yep. of just nothing. Yep. Um, I think I'll go Buffalo minus four. I like him against Miami.
1: Yeah, you're feeling Buffalo.
0: I am feeling a bit buff.
1: I'm uh, I'm taking Chicago plus three. Uh, actually, no, wait. I'll I'll take uh, sorry Green Bay minus seven. I do like Chicago this week very much. I uh, that's a favorite play of mine. I'm going to take them straight as well. Nice. So uh, that's Can I,
0: Before 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 we wrap it up. Yep. I, I feel a little bit stupid picking New Orleans. I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like I know I'm say I I picked New Orleans on the back that they were going to um. You know, on the back of Drew Brees, Drew Brees just trying to, you know, see what they have and just completely air it out and have a huge shootout game. But, I don't know, with Tampa having actually something to play for in New Orleans, I think I'm going to right. change my pick before the, we wrap up this show. Because I'm, I'm not going to be changing it, you know, no. uh, right before the game or anything like that. So I'm locking it no. in
1: now. We normally tweet out if we are making changes, but uh, we're locked in now. All right, Tampa Bay plus three for both of us there. Not a lock of the week, though. Our locks of the week, Buffalo minus four, Green Bay minus seven. And uh, that wraps up the show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow Woot on Twitter at? At
0: Woot, et cetera. Everyone also wish Joshy a little farewell because he's having, you know, some little bit of relaxation Yeah,
1: Yeah, probably a bit of R&R. Um, Emma wants me right. to do all these activities, and I said, I am laying down and I'm not moving, and I'll maybe snorkel <laughs> every now and then. That's all I'll do it. And I'll eat crap. Since...
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yep.
1: Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. So yeah. uh, we'll be back and ready no and rejuvenated for the playoffs. Well, or at least one of us will be. So uh, I hope you take it easy over the break as well.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to have an awesome time just, uh, you know, doing everything as usual, as per usual for Woot.
1: Yep. <laughs> All right. You can follow the show on Twitter at Woot and Why, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Wushka Radio Hub, and TuneIn Radio. And uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good
0: one. Bye.